This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Waste of potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Okay. Hi, welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabelle Ortega, and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Welcome back, everybody. We are having such a fun time reading Model Land by Tyra Banks, and we've got a two-for-one episode for you today. Uh, just a warning. We're already feeling a little bit loopy, so this is yeah. going to be a rough and bumpy ride, but we, uh, we're we ready and we hope you are too. Before we get started, just a quick reminder that Clarabelle and I are both authors. You can pre-order our books. We would love it if you would. And if you love the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us find new listeners. And of course, find us on social. We're on Twitter at BadAuthorPod and Instagram at BadAuthorBookClub. And lastly, our Discord link is in the show notes. So if you want to give your input on all of the above, the like wild things you're about to listen to, please hit us up there. It is like last last week there was literally like a criminology assessment of Model Land's bureaucracy. It was incredible. We are learning so much about the book that we're reading from our listeners. So come find us on Discord and uh, we can't wait to see you. All right. Oh my god. Let's get ready for the episode. Today's episode is chapter 28 and 29 of Model Land by Tyra Banks, The Three Decrees and Flute Creepers. God, wait, hold on. Before we get started, I just want everyone to listen to this. Can you hear the sound? That's the sound of uncorking, and this is the sound of me filling. Welcome to Model Land. Yeah, ASMR for Model Land is just us <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> and then just the sound of us drinking copious amounts of whatever beverage we're using to numb this. But Oh my god, from goblets. Oh, this okay, so we put a lot of ground to cover this episode and yeah. I I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on what's about to go down in Toki de la Creme's life at Model Land. It's a lot. It's it's a lot. I, I will say, I think this is one of the first chapters that I read and, like, truly just was hysterically laughing yeah. by myself. Like, usually I laugh, like, when we talk about it or, like, I'll be like, this is ridiculous and, like, our commentary on it makes me laugh. But, like, the, these this group <laughs> of chapters, just, yes. I was in stitches. And, like, 
not because the epi- not because the chapters are supposed to be funny, yeah, but because of the things that happened, and like stuff happens, like yeah. finally stuff happens. We're getting stuff. <laughs> We're getting stuff. No, it's true. I I mean, we discussed this last week, but you and I have both sort of shifted into this like euphoric relationship with Madeline, and we've just sort yeah. of accepted like a lot of what's going to happen, and I'm having so much more fun reading this book. Than yeah, I was I, like even like a week or two ago. I I agree, and I also think that that's a really good place for us to be as hosts of this podcast because this is not the only <laughs> book we're gonna read. Right, and I feel like going into the other books that we're gonna read with the sense of sort of like whatever, like I can't fix this. Let me just enjoy it for what it is. Attitude is gonna yes. make it so much more fun for us. So when we last saw Tookie, she was getting her lip stitched up by Doctor Erica, the skate feet doctor and she was counting so she was counting back from 10 and like usually when you're doing that's because you're about to be out right but like she was already like practicing surgery on her like as she was counting um and so chapter 28 opens with tookie saying one and her she opens her eyes and she finds herself in an unfamiliar place and um there's a hazy glass ceiling and she's like I don't remember this in the OR. You okay? <laughs> a great name for an OR. Amazing name. Great job, Tyra. There's just there. The thing to know about this setting that Tookie is in is that absolutely fucking everything is made of glass. Yes. Like if there's an earthquake, it's the end for if, anyone in this building. If a, a soprano walks in and sings a single note, we're all dying. Yeah. Like Tookie. Yeah. Is, if if a single heel clicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anywhere and if you know this is specifically advantageous if you want to have a toast grab that spoon and bang it against anything because you're right every everything in this room is made out of glass and at first i was like oh dream sequence because tookie is on drugs right she's she's going into this like drug-induced like reverie basically and (laughs) reverie by ryan Ryan (laughs) is a plug advertisement for reverie uh and then and then she's looking around and nothing's familiar and then it dawns on her, and this is one paragraph into the chapter, and this is when I I went off the rails. <laughs> it was like, oh, immediately, I, yeah. immediately, <laughs> immediately. She goes, oh, I sleepwalked again. <laughs> so it's no! not a dream sequence. And I actually held on to the hope that it was a dream sequence, but I guess it's not because Tookie's like, oh no, I sleepwalked again. And she's in this like giant prismatic glass room that she reveals to us. She looks, <laughs> there's a great line. She looks over, she looks at a window and down a 60 or 70 story drop. Like she's counted from above because again, Tookie knows everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she realizes looking down at Model Land from above that she's in the M building where no yes. students are supposed to be. And that's when I realized, oh no, it's not a dream sequence. This is truly part of the plot because once yeah. again, Tookie has fallen asleep and woken up exactly where she needs to be at the exact right time. It's so ridiculous for so many reasons. Like, when she immediately figures out that she's sleepwalking, I was like, that can't be, because that's too stupid, Too right? stupid. Too but, stupid. But then it happens. And it's like, <laughs> think of the logistics of, like, you w- waking up from surgery and being able to just, like, walk out of a room when you're, like, very clearly not awake. And, like, is there no aftercare for, like, you... A- like, she was put uh, under yes. for this procedure. Yeah. Like, it's just so ridiculous. And, like... Of course, she's she like you said she's being put in the right place at the right time again, and it's like I keep hoping for her to take any initiative, 
Like, please. It would have been, even if she overheard something while she was in the, oh, are you okay? Yes. And then that prompted her to, like, follow someone. At least it would be a clue that led her to do another thing as opposed to her stumbling upon absolutely everything like right why would she walk to this place that she's never been to that's 70 stories into the sky she and walked up 70 flights of her. stairs nobody saw her and she just happens to let herself into a giant like it turns it's like a boardroom or something that she's in it's like a meeting room or like a bank she's on a giant glass banquet table and like no one notices and we'll discover there's probably, I want to hear your theories on this when we get to it, but there's probably a re, like maybe, maybe a reason why she's here, but you're right. The logistics of her just getting up out of an operation unit and just walking away, it's so bizarre that she doesn't like question this. She's just like, oh darn it, not again, not again. Yeah, and, I didn't really, I really, I didn't really think about there being a reason behind it, but I guess Oh, I I'll have a theory. I do have a theory. Okay, okay, I would like to hear it. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second, because there's a ton of description, which we won't go through, but basically yes. there's, like, jeweler loops and microscopes and lots of, like, eye-shaped things and instruments around her. She walks out uh, into, like, the M building's, like, interior, basically, from this, like, banquet. And Which is off limits, supposedly. So very off she's limits. She's in danger. She's in danger, girl. And she sees, because once again, every single character has to be in every single scene. She sees all of the gurus. So, like, all the teachers that we've met so far are just, like, having coffee out of glass mugs, mind you. Clear glass mugs yeah. or crystal mugs. Um, even guru applesauces, who we haven't seen in a little while. Um, who, if you remember, his head is a giant hand. And the giant hand is holding coffee and they're just, they're all having coffee. It's like a teacher's lounge, basically a teacher's lounge full of these like, like freaky teachers that Tookie mm-hmm. has introduced us to. Uh, and also this is kind of important. The walls are all shifting between being frosted and clear glass. And so the way that Tookie is hiding throughout all of this, as she like tours the teacher's lounge is just standing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very conveniently, like, when she stands in one place, like, it becomes frosted. Yes. Um, yeah, but then when so, she, looks through, she can look through everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, she can see them at all times, but they can't see her, yeah. it seems like, um, always. Um, so, uh, so, so, Tookie's like, I, I have to get out, out. I'm out of here. I'm not supposed to be here. And so, like, she she's trying to make an escape from this place, and it's supposed to be exciting. And it would be, except that, like, she got here by sleepwalking. So, like, we don't <laughs> well, know. Security can't be that high. Like, right. Like, and she's just telling us, like, it's dangerous. It's off limits. But it's like, but you already walked in and yeah, went 70 here. whole flights up. Like, <laughs> how? I'm not excited about this. Um, There's, like, one moment of peril where she sees... <laughs> Ganero, Guru Ganero oh, yeah. Nars. Well, it's spelled N A R Z Z, but I always hear Nar. Like, Nar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting again. Like, this is all description. So sorry if it sounds like discombobulated. It's because it is. But he's. I kid you not. She peers into a room that is a giant tic-tac-toe board made out of glass, and Guru Nars is on a throne in the middle, and Guru Nars is just painting his face in lipstick and and like doing his makeup like but in like a clownish sort of way mm-hmm. and grinning wickedly at Tookie and she's like oh no he sees me but of course 
No, he doesn't because he's looking through glass that Tookie can see through, but he can't because it's a two-way, it's a one-way mirror situation. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. But like, that's the moment of peril. And then what happens? Oh, she's like, okay, well, I need to find the emergent, <laughs> the, the exit. And she does see a sign that says emergency exit to the end <laughs> sign, <laughs> which feels like a trap to me. But by model land standards, it's probably just the truth. So she, she runs up to it, but before she gets there... To her horror, she sees a door that's slightly ajar, and who should be there but Persimmon listening through? Uh, so she stumbles upon a conversation between the Belladonna, who is yelling at CL. Now, if you will recall, this is like the third or fourth time that like Tookie is eavesdropping, and here's like very important (laughs) plot moments that like didn't really lead to anything up until now there yeah. is something that's gonna sort of tie some of those things together yeah. um so so the so it says a voice floated out from behind the door oh, and yeah. footsteps paced angrily so like she can tell that they're mad the footsteps and she goes this is the belladonna she says so tell me how you did it huh what did you do did you use a shovel your bare hands so i'm like Somebody got killed. <laughs> this is a great this is a great line of dialogue because it's immediately intriguing. It's the right spot to start like a scene yeah. because we know something's up. And I'm glad that right. Tyra's instincts are like, oh, Tookie has to listen in sort of at the start of something juicy. It is funny to me that the Belladonna talks like a newsie. She's like, so tell me what you did, huh? Like she's like <laughs> that's not even a newsy impression, but like this like stately woman says, huh? Whatever. And she is yelling at CL, we discover, because CL eventually, like, reveals herself by also, like, retorting. But they're basically in this argument. They're shrieking at one another. The Belladonna is like, don't you dare talk back to me. I've been the Belladonna of this school for ten years, and I thought I had seen it all. But what you did, what you thought was acceptable to do to those girls' bodies, it scares even me. Goodbye. Oh, this is getting juicy. So CL did something to the girls. And then, and then, Tookie's like, oh my god, are they talking about me? But they're not, because then the Belladonna has this line, which Tookie immediately decodes for us. So there's really no work on the reader's part to, like, decode any of this. Tookie kind of does the work, which is fine. I'm glad that Tookie's, like, learning things and having insights. But she basically says something, the, the Belladonna says... You've done. Up, you've dug up some new trash to experiment on. What are you planning to do with that round one, that we one, and that Juan Juan or Wayne Wayne one Wayne Wayne the yeah. pale. She's basically pale, and mm-hmm. she's talking about she's talking about Dylan Shiraz and Shiraz Piper. and Piper. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the Belladonna is like, stop experimenting on those girls and abolish them immediately, which is like model a weird model land word that's only come up with this chapter, but I think it just means like kill them. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so, I hate how we got here, but I am glad that, like, this is happening. Yes. It's like, oh my god, something's happening. But <laughs> it's interesting to me, is like, we reach this, like, intriguing moment of plot. It, like, down- dawned on me how little everything else matters. Yes. Like, there's so much, like, this is page 353, right? And there are some moments, like, the CL moments and, like, her hurting herself, but, like... Basically, everything before that, like, this is, this seems like the main conflict. Yes. We're finally getting to (laughs) it. And there, like, 
it could what happened before that's important to like the plot can be summarized so easily which means there's just so much of this book that could have been cut that was just left in and didn't need to really be there at all yeah um so much extra fucking information and like exposition and like things that seemed super important but then weren't yeah um i don't know i feel like i feel like some of it's gonna come in handy and well of course some of it is some of it is but i just feel like there was still a lot of stuff that was put in that like really didn't need to be put in like like everything was just like inflated right yeah. like there are things that could have definitely been cut oh the bloat and, like, of this book is incredible mm, incredible yeah and you know yeah. what you're right because it would be even if we spent the remainder of this book so the next like 200 pages wrapping up things that tyra had opened we still wouldn't get through most of the things that she started Right. right. Like, and it, it is the first of a trilogy, a planned trilogy. So that's fine, right? Like, there's going to be things left open, but I can't imagine a satisfying resolve. I'm just happy that, like, finally the plot appears to have picked something to focus yes. on. And there are things in this that shocked me, like, that we're about to, that we're about to learn. I was really yeah. pleased with some of, um, it basically proved to me, not proved, but I am now suspicious that Tyra does have some sense of plot because she upended mm. a few of my expectations with what we're about same. to read. Same. Absolutely same. Um, so, so, so CL's like, I'm not doing that. Think again. Okay. I'm not abolishing and, them. I'm not going to kill yeah, them. Yeah, I'm not girls. abolishing yeah. them. Um, and she's like, and you have no choice but to let me. Um, and the Belladonna's like, why would I let you? And mm-hmm. she's like, because if you don't, I will tell everyone your little secret. Um, oh, so then CL starts, go, she goes off on this rant about how like all the horrible shit that the Belladonna has sent her and the word friggin is in here. I have not heard or read the word friggin. And so that was, it had a moment. It had a moment in like the early 2000s, I feel like or mid 2000s. Yeah. Like I think because of, the Ozzy Osbourne TV show. Maybe? It's like a fun. It's like a fun mom swear and yeah. Tyra Banks but is it was really it. popular, like in the aughts. Oh my at god! At one point, for like a year, and I was like, oh my god, not friggin' Ozzy's impact. Um, <laughs> um, so so she talks about all the things that she made her do, including cleaning the ugly room with her tongue, which I was like, oh my god, I cannot. Um, Gagging me like a th- horse. I don't even know what that means, but. Okay. I don't, me either. And so then, so then it's like the, this like speech where she's like, let's go over the three most important rules that each Belladonna must abide by. And I'm like, not this, like not a speech, like not this exposition. Yes. Like we should have heard these rules when Tookie was learning about Model Land. Yeah, the Belladonna sang a whole opera about all the rules of things and never got to this. This is funny though because the way that CL knows this is because one of her tortures was working in the admissions office (laughs) of Model Land which is like already funny to like think about but basically the way that CL describes it is that she was put in a position to learn that basic like uh, so convenient basically i think cl was sleepwalking into the admissions office because that's the only way he'll discover crucial plot points in model land and she learned that there are rules that the belladonna must abide by when it comes to the admissions of bellas so students at model land which 
is a closely guarded secret, extremely closely guarded secret, because it's a huge deal if a Belladonna breaks one of these rules, but somehow Ciel, a prisoner of war, discovered this while being tortured. Okay, whatever, but what? T- tell us tell us all about the, <laughs> the rules. So, so, so she learns that um, uh, you, ha- you have to, these are the th- three rules, basically. Mm-hmm. You must set a world-changing definition of beauty and stick to it for five years. Um, two, all gurus must have a combination of a defect and a power. And last but not least, three, do not tamper with the predetermined admissions list. Bum, bum, so bum. this is a big twist. Huge. Because if you remember from a million years ago on T-Dot and like when everyone was trying to get the fucking eyeshadow sticker thing. Whatever it was, <laughs> the smiles. I, the smize i forgot the name of it okay um it was like it was anybody's game it was very willy wonka golden ticket didn't matter where you were from you had a chance but now they're saying no no Mm -hmm. there's actually a predetermined list we already know what girls are gonna get in yeah so it doesn't matter and then this is unfortunate because this is such a cool plot point that i don't feel was expanded on or sort of like really um fleshed out enough for yeah. me to feel like this is the world we're living in mm-hmm. um Tookie's thinking about how companies reaped massive profits selling beautification methods for hopeful hopeful competitors like all of these comp- companies were making tons of money like their economy basically like hinges mm-hmm. on like modeland and t-dot and all mm-hmm. of these things when in reality no matter what you do, you're not going to get picked. Now, whether or not companies know about that, we don't know. So I think it would have been interesting for them to also, now that we're overhearing everything, <laughs> mention a list of companies. Like maybe CL would be like, this company and this company wouldn't like me to leak this information and tell everyone you're in cahoots with them. Like right. making all this profit, right? right? Like maybe the Belladonna it's like changed a rule, yeah. right? And and then CL found out. And I think that would make it cooler because it was like not something that's always been done this way, but something that's new that's happening in this way, which would give everything like a bigger sense of urgency like or that it was just discovered for the first time whatever yeah um yeah absolutely there's like a there's so much potential when it comes to the economy of beauty that model land tries to sort of tackle and with like metopia's like reverence of Mm. not just beauty but like consumerism and consumer beauty and beauty as a a thing that you can commodify and i continuously am just like y'all Google Danielle Clayton and find the bells, Don, the the bells. bells is incredible. Bells. And it does this really well. It, the bells is yeah. about this as well. And this isn't spoiling. The bells or the, the bells. uglies also by oh, Scott Westerfeld amazing, are amazing. Amazing which books. Danielle has said is one of the inspirations for the bells, but they're in the same sort of family of like books about like dystopian books about beauty and like yeah. what beauty means and like how that can go wrong. Yeah when it's like becomes like an obsession and an industry that's like really corrupt. Yeah. Um, but here we are, you know, just describing the admission standards <laughs> to Mama Land. Why is there an right. admissions department at all? <laughs> this is the case. So so basically Ciel describes this because remember, 
she's threatening the belladonna. She's saying, you broke one of the rules that is part of your job. And the rules themselves are kind of funny. Like, yeah, the, like you have to set a world-changing definition of beauty and stick to it for five years. All the gurus must have a combination of defect of a defect and a power. But it's that last rule that she broke, that the predetermined list of model and bellas uh, somehow got sabotaged because what, what the Peladonna did is she, she scratched out one worthy candidate and presumably included an unworthy candidate. Candidate, yeah. And they don't say who, but it's sort of like, well, who is the unworthy candidate? Like, who's here? Like, yeah. is it Zarpesa? Because, like, she got paid off. Is it, you know, is it... Uh, any of these other girls that we've met and we you know you can kind of guess it's probably the girl over listening to the conversation right right it was it was very obvious like who who it was but Mm -hmm. um but they don't say it yet in the chapter no not yet so so tookie starts thinking about like also like the protests outside the square like it's all a sham a phony exam and she's like were they right it's like of course they're right there's no foreshadowing in model land that does not lead to something there is no red herring like everything is something this is just the one that took the longest to get to what it was right because usually it's like one line below it So then this is the moment where I started hysterically laughing. Yes. And it's like, so uh, CL is like, you are not abolishing these girls because I want them. And the Belladonna is like, why? And then it says CL laughed devilishly, almost Um. evilly. (laughs) You know why they're my ex. Oh my god, the thunderclap and again the the laboratory theme of bottle like everything's a laboratory. So yeah, it's 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 amazing. So she so Ciel is experimenting on these girls. She's bad. She's bad. She's doing something evil. But like, okay, also we don't know what the experiments are. Also, like as a reader, this this fell this fell flat for me because I'm like. What experimentations have we seen? Like, have we seen these girls change at all? Have we seen them shift? Like, there was a three-month time jump with no discernible difference in these girls while they've been under CL's care and experimented upon. I think that... And I want to hear from you. And also, on Discord, I want to sound off on this. Like, I want to know what people think CL's experiment is. Because my theory is that her experiment is just experimenting with atypical beauty. I think it's going to be something dumb. And it's going to be that. I don't think that's what it is, but I can't say until the next chapter. Okay, so we'll all right. talk about that. We'll get later. to that in a second, though. But um, seriously, find us on Discord and let us know uh, based on what you learn in this this episode. Basically, CL's like, if you don't let me, what I did to those girls' bodies just might have to happen again. And she says, "Let the death march begin." Um. <laughs> so like, what does that mean? We don't know. We don't Nobody know. Nobody knows. Um. She calls her the Belly Donna. Yeah. Okay, fat shaming. Then she says, you're up for a little sacrifice, aren't you? And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, they're having like a like kind of like like sexy conversation about like sacrificing young girls. And like yeah. they've got this like banter going on. And then the Belladonna, this works on the Belladonna. The Belladonna is like beaten to submission by CL knowing this like secret about what she did. And um, there are consequences for breaking the rules, we learn. And... We don't know what those are, just that the ugly room would be just the beginning. <laughs> I love the ugly I want to go to the ugly room immediately. 
Uh, but I think, I, that's where I was born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually where we're recording right now, yeah. live we're from the, the Ugly, ugly Room. That off the book club. <laughs> and why the, didn't we think of that before? <laughs> it's true. So the Belladonna is like, oh my god, don't. <laughs> and and this it feels like good good girl. And she goes, like she was speaking to a dog. Um, that sat at its master's command. You hold up your end of the bargain, and I won't say a word about your, in italics, little experiment either. How you replaced a worthy candidate with... For whatever reason, we don't know why, the Belladonna was like, nope, this person who's supposed to, who's on the predetermined list is not coming. Yeah. And instead, I want Tookie to be here. Not CL, who is, I always thought CL had chosen these girls. Yeah. But she hadn't. And it's like, it feels so strange to me because she had every opportunity to like begin experimenting on them. She had them in her lesbian pouch the whole time. Yeah. Like, on the way over to Model Lands. She didn't try to, like, win their confidence no. in any way. In the way someone who would be, like, manipulating a young person would. She's just freaked them out the entire time. So if she's trying to, like, lure them to her to, like, do some weird science shit, I would think that she is going to try to paint a picture of her being kind but this whole time we i mean we didn't think cl was evil but we also didn't know what she was we didn't think she was good necessarily either we just didn't really know it was just sort of up in the air and that's unfortunate because like the reveal of her being straight up evil would have been landed so much better had we thought she was like a hero right if we saw this whole time exactly exactly I 100% agree with you. And I will say there is a little bit of foreshadowing as to CL not hand-selecting Tookie. It's only... It's embedded way far in the past. It's right when they get to Model Land. And if you remember, like, CL has a list of, like, the people that she's brought with her. And on the list are, like, her three people, not Tookie. And she has to, like, use one of her, like, titty necklaces to, like, reprogram a computer that's also a mosaic. Like, that... There's a moment there. And I remember thinking, like... Obviously, the expected behavior of the plot is that CL hand-selected Tookie. And I love that that's not the case. I love that Tyra has, like, subverted that expectation. And at least, but, like, left, like, a breadcrumb or two as to the fact that, like, Tookie was not hand-selected by CL. Even, I mean, ironically, even though we literally were there when Tookie was hand-selected by CL. Like, we were there. We saw it all. We saw that happen. I think that there is a little bit of of foreshadowing to, like, this particular vision but very very far in the past i just wanted to remind our listeners so okay just so that i understand so the three the the other three girls shiraz piper and dylan Mm -hmm. were not on the predetermined list either and cl picked them yeah exactly so cl but then isn't she guilty guilty of the same thing the belladonna did well she's not she's not beholden to the belladonna's rules so and oh. also I think what's I think what the crime here is is that a worthy candidate didn't get to come. So I feel like the rule that got broken is that someone didn't get to come to Model and that was worthy. It wasn't necessarily that more people 
just sort of got added to the list. It doesn't make any sense. No. Because at all, but okay. Right. I'll just let it slide because there's just too much going the on. The conversation that needed to happen here was one that we got close to, but basically CL, this is, there's a great scene in Yellow Jackets that y'all should watch at some point, but there's a great scene where these two characters sit down and one threatens the other and the other is like, I'm going to tell you a little bit about mutually, ex- like mutually insured destruction. Which is a great thing to have between characters that are both doing bad stuff. You reveal that, like, character A is doing something bad, but character B is doing something a little bit worse, and it protects character A. It's a great trope. I love when people do this. So that needs to be the conversation, is CL being like, you've got something on me, but I've got something on you. It doesn't make sense in the context of this, because CL lists all of the things that she's been tortured for, right? Like, she lists all of her torture, and then reveals that she's had a trump card this entire time it makes the timeline makes no sense what needed to happen was she needed to say i've permitted this torture but recently on my most recent assignment to the admissions office i discovered your little secret and the torture ends here that would have made a lot of this make much more sense 150 percent. also i just wanted to say that mutually insured destruction that's all of how to get away with murder like the entire tv show right is that like Characters have to stick together because, like... They're forced to. They've all done horrible shit. Right. And it's like, they're, they're stuck, basically. Yeah. They're stuck. And that creates so much tension. So much so tension. good. Miss Shonda Rhimes knew what she was doing. Yeah. Okay. And Tyra Banks is do- doing something similar. This look, I... Like, we're... We have another chapter to get through, but I will say that, like, a big rose for me is that, like, this is actually intriguing. Like... It is. And it's so frustrating because, like, <laughs> there's so much here... That could have been yeah. incredible had an editor like really sat down and like dug deep and like helped Tyra mm-hmm. um just like fix this or like right. had she taken a little bit more time or taken a writing class or anything. Like <laughs> I really feel like it could have been interesting and funny and camp and like all of the things that like it had the potential to be. Um while also being, like, really linear and having, like, a good plot and a good heroine and all of these things. Yeah, but... all the pieces are there, yeah. But yeah. you should know, I mean, what rings out in this and why it doesn't ring true is that all of these twists don't actually defy our perceptions of any of these characters. It's what right. you were saying before. CL wasn't right. a mentor, and so finding out that she's actually evil is, like, fine because everyone just is, like, cackling and loud and sticky in Model Right, Land. right. And we know that Model is not great because that's what we've, been told from the beginning like there's never any like it's like it can make you wonder it can make you rich it can give you accolades but it never claimed to be this like wondrous place from like the very beginning the narration from from the narration to like the mentors to like everything it's just cruel and mean and uncomfortable (laughs) yeah all of it all of it yeah so So. that's chapter 28 and now (laughs) the fun dessert (laughs) chapter 29 Blue creepers. Oh. oh my god. So we have that intriguing scene with Tookie 77 stories into the sky, listening in on the perfect conversation. And then we jump into the diabolical divide. And Goodbye. Yes. And Miracle and Creamy are like on a hike. And things have gotten really bad. If you'll remember, the Pilgrims had set out, like, three months or so ago, uh, and now they're, like, months into their their hike, and 
This is all described very, like, Mad Max Fury Road. Like, everyone's turned into a barbarian. They've made, like, shanks out of, like, car bumpers and, and, like, um, belt buckles and and things like that. And people are missing finger. Like, they've been attacked mercilessly by, like, critters. Critters. Yeah, they're called tumble terrors. Tumble terrors. Um, Uh, And that's just, the the tonal shift is great. So we're... (laughs) We've, again, opted completely out of Tookie's POV. <laughs> We're now back in the, the diabolical divide. Which, you know, I feel like could have worked if there were... If if this chapter had just as much tension mm. for other characters that we liked. Like, to be left sort of on a cliffhanger could have been done well. But, like, nobody cares if Miracle and Creamy dies. <laughs> like, we actually would prefer that they did. Yeah, Because be they're great. awful. They're terrible. So, like, to move from a character that we're supposed to care about and like this like really intense moment to these characters who are sort of like we don't give a shit about and we haven't heard about for chapters and chapters it just like takes all like sucks all the tension and the stakes out of the moment like really just like demolishes any goodwill (laughs) they manage to earn with us um so um (laughs) basically these the tumble terrors are like I guess they come whenever the wind comes so they're like tumbleweeds but they're like oh pugs, yeah pug sized like meat creatures but they're described uh, as kind of like humanish like like a human right torso and I have is one of them is a like theory a theory about that yeah. I have a theory about that yeah um so we find out that Lynn one of the people who is on the trip um had her fi- middle finger bitten off <laughs> this I love um. This shit made me laugh so hard. So it says, Lynn had wailed, not in physical pain, but for the middle finger she planned to use to pl- flip off one particular person once she was crowned an intoxicabilla at Model Land. The fact that she was upset that she could not, like, you have a whole other hand. <laughs> yeah, additional hand all, one. Yeah. The fact that that's what you're upset about was so funny to me. It was just such a funny moment. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So apparently they've been doing this for months. And they've only cleared zone one. And they're about to get to zone two tomorrow. And zone two is, like, bad. It's, like, bad news bears. Right, right. And we learn, like, that there's, like, all of these different terrors. And the the environment basically is constantly attacking our poor pilgrims. This entire time I was like, where is Kamada? Like, our hot escort Kamada. I like, know. is he fighting these people? Is he whatever... I, again, am intrigued. I'm, like, more intrigued by the journey of a potential person going through, like, the plague. I think the story would have been really cool if maybe someone's little sister had been brought to Model Land, despite someone knowing that it was a really bad thing, so they had to journey to mm. Model Land to, like, break them out. That would have been interesting. This is not this is taking way too long. These poor people are, like, in the wilderness for so long, and... Yeah. At the same time, like, the actual threats, like... Basically, we're here to learn about the divide through these people's journey, and yes... Basically, one of the tumble creatures attacks them, and someone stabs a, it's the creature's human torso, and it yelped in a deep, human-sounding voice. And the, th- the thing that stabs them is this character that they've nicknamed Hunchy, which is all, which is basically one of those like lizard the people, lizard yeah, monsters. that are after yeah. like that are after Piper's people. And the lizard even like turns to the camera and is like, "I cannot wait to get to Model Land so I can eat delicious Piper." <laughs> like. He, and says like pale skin Unica who resides at Madeline. I was like, he doesn't, doesn't know, know that she's given herself a Unica. stupid nickname. <laughs> yeah, there, what Goodbye. was there a press release from the bathroom? 
Ugh, stupid. I, okay, the whole Unicas. Okay, so while the nicknames and stuff like that is really stupid, I really also do think it's a very high school thing. Yeah. Oh, this like, that was very, real. It's super real. And I just very quickly, um, one of my friends' mom in high school was like always drunk, <laughs> always drunk, funniest Relatable. woman ever. And I rem- like she. I-, I wasn't there for this moment, but. Um, her, like my friend, two of my friends were trying to come up with a name for their group. Mm. Right. And the mom kept coming in the room and like giving her ideas. I love right? this. This is me She would like mother. open the door. <laughs> and then there was one moment where she opens the door and she goes, I know, I, I know, I know, I know. Only us. <laughs> <laughs> and like a mom, like wine junk, like only us. <laughs> Only us. And I swear to God, is that not like Unicas? Like, is that not in the same family of like cringe things you do in high school? Wait, oh my God, can I tell you like my version of this story? I was the drunk (laughs) mom in high school that I was giving my friends nicknames. In high school, I started many like different rumors about myself, one of which was that I was possessed by a demon. Uh, and I, like, made up this whole magic system that was, like, I'm possessed by a we demon. We would have so been all best of- friends in high school, <laughs> just FYI. Uh, and then my friend Steven, who was, like, oh, actually, like, I'm a vampire. And he, like, this is, so here we have mutually, distru- like, a shared destruction, because both of us were, like, we're fucking bullshitting everybody, but we, like, had to believe each other's lies, because, like, suddenly, like, we were, like, well, if you're a demon, I'm a vampire. And I was, like, you're right, sure. So I was, like, no. And so we started, like, a a war between demons and vampires and I gave my friends like their like demonic names like they were like each possessed and I was like my demonic name was Obsidian Silence and which was also a screen name I was also very goth at this point in time <laughs> and then my friend Erica was like well what's my demonic name because they were like code names and I like had to think of something like water themed because Erica's element was water like she was the water like bender basically of our group and we went through like all these different like options but of course like I had to think of like like I had to scry this name I couldn't just like we couldn't just like google it so I like would go home and I would like consult the spirits but really I was on thesaurus.com just like looking I up can't. looking <laughs> looking up words that had to do with like water and finally I like had this big naming ceremony for Erica and I like sat down there were candles lit and I was like Erica your name is and reminder that like I had just been like googling like things to do with like water and like wetness I'm so scared and like fluid <laughs> the name that I gave her was <laughs> I'm sorry the name that I gave my friend Erica in high school that was her demon name was Serene Secretion <laughs> <laughs> worse than I could have ever (laughs) imagined. I know, I know. And I hadn't, like, Googled any of this. I just, like, was uh, I was looking up words and, you know, it sounds secretion. Like, how amazing. Not thinking that, like, secretion, for anyone that doesn't know, is, like, a, like, thing that comes out of you, like, ooze or pus or feces. Like, it's just, it's a gross gross. word. And, and the, 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 my friends all break character and just start laughing because I have, like, really fucked up as like the cult leader that I was and I was like gotcha and on the spot I made up a different name which was prismatic tear which was a which was a which was a beta idea that I had had and I smoothed it over but uh but 
Now they know the truth. Now they know the truth. Anyhow, so yes, okay. A long story short, <laughs> so this naming thing, I didn't bat an eyelash because I was like, this was this was actually very real. Yeah, <laughs> anything like that, like the handshakes, the all that the cringe stuff. Code names. That's yeah. the stuff that high school kids don't want to admit they do, but you do it. Oh my and god, we love it. I don't think I've ever told um, that story. By the way, like that's a bad author book club exclusive. For. Yeah, mine too. Like only us. Only us. Funniest woman ever. Um, so okay. So back uh, to the top. Back to Model Ed by Tarbeck. Um, oh my god. So um, so what's what's happening? Oh, Jessamine is like, are you friggling sticking me? Only the first friggling level. <laughs> A lot more like friggin' and friggling because um, Kamala was <laughs> yeah, sticking was funny. <laughs> You're like, oh god! I, if you haven't read this book, it's so funny to read. At this point, there's so much stuff that we're just like skimming over, but like every word of this is gold. And so much. Basically, they're like, Kamada, you liar! Like this is this is the the first zone of the diabolical divide. Uh, and Kamada's like, get ready, pilgrims! Yeah. Um, this the next part will make you shit your pants. <laughs> he says. Literally, yeah, literally. And the that. group shifted nervously, uh, and then they make camp, and the camp sequence is funny so basically they have to put their sleeping bags in a circle around the food to protect it and creamy is like not us because we have a blow-up tent <laughs> and they blow up oh my god wait one thing we forgot to mention what? everybody's getting injured by these fucking critters except for creamy and miracle oh. because they have a repellent <laughs> yeah. that they made at home that works perfectly but like they haven't told anyone else they have and it no one and they're knows. not sharing it no one knows that they're covered yeah. in like and it's like made out of like basically pesticides um, so they're basically like very all about self-preservation. They're glamping. Which, they're glamping so, in the diabolical divide and no one yeah. else is doing well. And people are literally being dismembered on the daily. But Creamy and Miracle are, of course, don't give a shit. They're fine. And I assume, um, what's the fucking doll's name? Bellissima. Bellissima is also there, but we didn't hear from her. We, so we, yeah, yeah nobody I'm really worried about Bellissima's chapter. <laughs> So they blow up their tent, they go into the tent, and it really feels like maybe a few minutes at most have passed. Because they have a small conversation in which which Miracle's like, Mama, eat some dried mango. And Creamy's like, I'll eat a sapling. <laughs> I'll eat a tree. Yeah. Instead, I'm not eating Which is really funny to me food. because it's like, okay, this is a woman who wouldn't eat like an avocado with like a, a small spot. brown dot on it yeah. or it was, it was a banana i'm sorry yeah. and um and now she's like no i'll eat something from nature it feels disingenuous to me yeah um so they're in the tent they're arguing about the dehydrated food <laughs> and an eerie song floats into the cozy white tent yeah yeah. Of course, Miracle runs to see what it is, probably because she wants to start tap dancing. And um, it says long silver plants that resemble musical instruments. Uh, having a hard time visualizing that, okay? <laughs> just, just had them. wrapped themselves around the heads of the snoring pilgrims and were starting to enter their mouths. So in my head, I'm like, okay, so did enough time pass for them to fall asleep? Or did these plants somehow hex them to fall asleep? Because literally... They just got into this tent. Like, Moments how ago. are they all organized, sitting perfectly around this circle of backpacks and fast asleep? And you did not hear one peep. <laughs> Nobody protested. 
Like, how quickly did these it is plants the equivalent of like someone like turning them. your back on someone and then turning back around and they're just like passed out and the plants crawling on them. And it is so it's so weird. It's weird um, and it's like it none of this makes sense. So basically the plants are crawling into their mouths and like then we get a little bit of like the characters have a convenient conversation uh internally about like what it is, and basically the flute creepers emit flute sleeper venom that paralyzes their victims and the creepers crawl into their bodies like vines basically and dissolve them from the insides out while the people are alive and miracle's like oh man like they're all gonna die do we let them die creamy like doesn't think about this and then uh, there's a line that this line made me, made me laugh the flute creepers were now about one third of the way inside most of the pilgrims throats <laughs> Because, again, Tyra has, like, this fixation on, like, delivering, like, really specific increments. Like, Tookie knowing that it's 60 to 70 stories for the drop. And also that the flute creepers, which are inside people's bodies, are one-third down everyone's esophagus. Like, yeah, it's, it's giving, it's giving like, micromanaging the visual, right? Like, she needs us right, to know that there's that, tension think, building. Yeah, I think that's what she thinks world building is. Right, right, right. But really, I mean, what you should have done... Is said that like someone was gagging and their eyes were bulging as they realized what was happening to them and they were looking at Creamy right. with an imploring star saying save me save me, uh, and that's when Creamy decides to like step up like there th- you could have done this better no offense Tyra whatever if you're listening <laughs> yeah um so basically it's disgusting like she has to make their guide eat come out and eat part of the creature like their heart or something like that because that's like an anti venom. Is it the heart? I don't know. No, you're right. Well, so first what happens is Creamy is like, we have to save them because there's safety in numbers and we we need them for the mountain. And she says it in such a way that makes it seem like the mountain's going to like eat these people. Right. So Creamy's got like a plan and Mm. she cuts into one of the creepers and yeah, pulls out a heart. So suddenly this is a mammal or like some sort of animal. I don't know. It's it's a plant, but it has a heart and the heart has the anti-venom, which she then feeds to Kamada who like slowly like comes to but basically what we're learning is that creamy knows a great deal about like the botany of the divide she was going to eat the saplings she knows how to feed the flute creepers she has like the pesticide like creamy knows she knows what flute creepers even are yeah right right she knows all about it like she is she is botanical lady in the wild she is laura ingles gone wilder (laughs) (laughs) you like that one (laughs) I loved it. It was really good. Um, so it's disgusting. She's making Kamada eat the heart. And then I love this line so much. So it says Kamada's mouth began to move on its own each time. Not this line, but you'll see. I know exactly what you're going to say. Each time he bit into the creeper heart, silver and red blood squirted over his shirt into his pants. And then Creamy went around and saved all the other people. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Like. When we talk about sapping the tension <laughs> and like it. the intrigue and like the action, it's like imagine like you're getting like there's about to be a car chase yeah. and it's exciting yeah. and this thing is about to happen yeah. and it's like and then she he got away. <laughs> yeah, or like Next. there's a war scene and they're fighting and then she defeated all the other team. <laughs> Oh well, and this is what I would have done. So Let's obviously her saving Kamada first is smart because he's supposed to be their guide, right? So save him first so he can help me fight off these things and together 
creamy and Kamada would have fought these creatures, like could have had them back to back, like battling, and then they fall in love. Like I mean, oh yeah, just, and then they kiss. They kiss. Hello. Oh my god, you're right. I would have had I would have had her like level with Kamada. First of all, it would have given Kamada some sort of food that she really wanted, so that later in the scene she could be like, "I'm going to save your dumbass because I'm better at this than you are, but you are going to give mm-hmm. me this thing." So guarantee it. And he's like, "No," and she's like, "Give it to me." And then like he has a, pickles. Yeah. Oh my god, baby gherkins. <laughs> right. And her, yeah, her not wanting like freeze dried food, but like loving pickles. A little ironic. Whatever. Anyhow, she saves everybody, and the next line is, Miracle gaped. Creamy, how do you know how to do that? So, like, basically, Miracle watches, like, what has to be, like, a half-hour sequence (laughs) of, like, Creamy saving everybody, making them eat hearts, and then waits until the end to be like, how do you know how to do that? Like, doesn't interrupt. And doesn't scream. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't help. Doesn't try to help. (laughs) Yeah. Creamy's like... Oh, personal research, my dear. Personal research. And that's the end of the chapter. I love that she, like, looks out into the distance and says personal research. <laughs> Can't. Like, the next time someone's who says like... personal research? <laughs> yeah, right? That's not how humans talk. I am not fully convinced that Tyra Banks is not an alien. Oh, my God. Who is pretending to be human yeah. and doesn't know She's doing how a to bad talk. job of pretending. It's bad not... I'm not convinced. Club. I'm not convinced. But, I, yeah, at the end of the chapter, I just wrote... LOL, but what, what a fucking ride. So that is the end of chapters 28 and 29 of Model Land Q Transition. I wish I had another drink because wow. Wow, indeed. Do you have a rose and a thorn for the. What a ride. All right, I'm gonna say my rose is that. Something intriguing finally happened. Like, we found out Me a big too. plot twist. Like, we find out Seal's bad. Love it. Love all that. Hate how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Hate that there was another fucking sleepwalking. You get to use sleepwalking maybe one time. <laughs> yeah, at most. And you're already on fucking thin ice. Okay? <sighs> Unless oh. it is fundamental to the plot. In a way that is convincing, a.k.a. And I'm going to say this book again. I can't believe it. White Cat by Holly Black also has sleepwalking. (laughs) It is done very well. First chapter opens up with sleepwalking. And it's integral to the story. Can I tell you my theory about sleepwalking in this book? Yes, please. I don't think Toki's actually sleepwalking. I think this is a cover for, like, I think obviously (gasps) CL, like... A power? Maybe, or I think Seal like br- is bringing her to things because she's like sabotaging the Belladonna. Like I think that like s- the Belladonna's experimentation or something like that's what brought sleep like Sleepy Tookie <laughs> up to like the banquet hall. Like there's just no way that these these villains are having like this like a diabolical conversation with Tookie in the next room because of sleepwalking. Like even by this book's logic, that's wild. It's gonna be some sort of twist later. I don't know because she sleptwalked before she got to Model Land. I and yet she did. She did. She did. She I mean, heard all the stuff about her parents because she was sleepwalking. Yeah, so. no, that's true. That's true. Unless well, they knew that about her and they manipulated it, but I again think you're giving Tyra way too much credit. That's true. Way too that's much credit. True. That's true. Um, what was what, what? What's your thorn? My thorn is the entire uh, <laughs> Flute Creepers chapter. <laughs> Didn't need it. 
don't give a shit. I will say, I think that yeah. the tumble, what are they called? Tumble terrors? Tumble terrors. I think those, I think that's what's happening to the Bellas that are being experimented on. They're just trying, because yeah. it's, it's, yeah, because it's saying that they're human bodies and that they have human voices and all this stuff. So I'm like, why would they say that so close to a chapter that's talking about experimenting on girls? Um, and what happens to their bodies and like the grotesque thing that mm, happens to them. Yeah. So that would, that would be what makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not that's what actually happens. Aim for the stars, bitch. Cause then you'll fall on the moon <laughs> or whatever the saying is. I don't really know. What's your thorn? I, my, I mean, yeah, my thorn is that we have an entire chapter that's just like silliness and it doesn't really add that. That could definitely be a thorn. I actually I want to switch my rose to, to to creepy going personal research miracle my dear I can't that was great I don't know I mean the, the I'm having fun at this point I'm like into it I there are many craft thorns in this and the sleepwalking is probably the biggest most obvious one but I think the funniest craft thorn to point out is that line that just says and then creamy went around and saved all the pilgrims like that's a I crazy thing to have so funny <laughs> sorry it's making me laugh though so it's hard to give it a thorn but it's like a it is it is bad, y'all. It is a bad it's way to write so action. Bad. So those are It has earned its spot on Bad Author Book Club <laughs> from that line yes. alone. Alone. Oh my god. Alone. alone. <laughs> so that was chapters twenty eight and twenty nine, everyone. So if you want to follow us on social media, we're at Twitter on Bad Author Pod. Instagram, we're at Bad Author Book Club, and our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com. Our anchor website is anchor.fm slash badauthorbookclub. And if you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you want to follow me, Ryan, I'm the Ryan Lasala, spelled L-A-S-A-L-A bitch on insta twitter <laughs> and tiktok we love you hot queens we love you see you next week see you next week kisses bye hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.